Welcome everybody back to the State of Travel podcast. This is episode three, and today we are talking about TSA Pre, Global Entry, Clear, and all the other ways you can possibly try to get out of the security lines at the airport. So if you're frequent travelers, this probably isn't something that's new to you. You've probably either seen the security lines, special security lines in the airport, or you've actually signed up yourself. We've been talking about this a lot because my global entry, I believe I got it in 2012, is actually expired. And so we're getting ready to do a lot more travel. And so we've been thinking a lot about what are the different programs, what are the good program options, and how has that kind of changed over the years? So basically, global entry is the same as TSA Pre. It's run by the U.S. government, and global entry just gives you one extra step of when you're coming in from another country Mm -hmm. and you're coming in through customs, there's an expedited line where you get to go through a checkpoint and type a couple of little answers into a kiosk and get a little printout, and then you just hand it to the person on the way out of customs and then you're on your way and if you have global entry it also gives you the ability to get TSA pre because if you get TSA pre or global entry it gives you what is called a known traveler number and once you input that on all of your award miles accounts when you get your ticket for whatever plane it is that you're boarding you get a little thing on the ticket that says TSA pre, and that's what gets you into the TSA pre line at the security checkpoints. The cool thing about doing that known traveler number and putting that in is once it's into an airline, it's in there for good. Yeah, so the basic process for TSA pre and for global entry is you fill out all the online paperwork, put in all that information, and then you have to schedule a interview where they interview you, and then they also take your fingerprints, and then provided that the background check goes through, then you're approved and you get assigned that known traveler number. Now, if you're applying for TSA Pre, it's only $85 every five years, and if you apply for global entry, it's $100 every five years. So if you're even taking probably one international trip a year, I would say, it's worth it. But I do think that the global entry interview is longer from what I've read. I've never had a TSA interview, I guess, because I've only ever had global entry. But the real thing that I wanted to bring up today is whether TSA pre and global entry are worth it anymore. I remember when I first heard about the program, when you went by the TSA pre line, it always had one guy in it or something. And the regular security line would have 50 to 100 or more, and then those people would just breeze on through. And so it always looked like a really fantastic option for getting around the security lines. The thing is, over time, as Taylor was saying, a lot more people have joined the program. To me, in my experience, it's made it a lot less useful. Because we've had the experience where you've actually gotten through the normal customs line faster than I could just go and pin in my thing on the kiosk and get my little printout to go through global entry. So it took me longer than it took you to get through the regular customs line. I've also seen that same experience happen at DFW Airport a lot when it comes to going through the security checkpoints. Because sometimes the TSA pre-line is actually 50 to 100 people, but everyone decides to stay in it even if it's longer because they don't want to take off their shoes. And they don't want to take their laptop back of their bag. So they're prioritizing the convenience of not having to do those things over actually getting to the gate faster. Well, and the funny thing with that is, and I think this is the case at a lot of airports, there'll be so many gate security checkpoints all the way through, but only certain ones will have TSA pre-lines. Mm-hmm. So it'll be, you know, Terminal D, there's only one place where all this and all the TSA pre-people, so if you check in down over on the left side and it's all the way over on the right side, they'll say, yeah, keep on walking to the right, you'll be able to go through that. So those lines just tend to be way longer where everybody, rather than filtering out through all the options, they all end up in that line. I think that's totally true. And I think the frustrating part about them not having TSA pre at every security checkpoint 
point is that sometimes the time savings that you would get from actually going through TSA is completely ruined by the fact that you have to walk down 20 gates to get to a point that has TSA pre because then you're walking all the way down 20 gates going through TSA pre, you know, you might have not had to take off your shoes or taking your laptop out of your bag, but you probably wasted 10 minutes. The thing that I think is interesting is that there's now this program called Clear, which I actually saw in Los Angeles for the first time when I was going to New Zealand in 2011. It now seems to be what TSA pre used to be in that you see people walk up, there's only one or two people in that line at a time because it moves incredibly fast. And that seems to be the line that's actually getting you the expedited access to the security line. Now, I did some research about it and it's a lot different than TSA pre or global entry, mostly on a cost basis because it's $180 per year. Wow. And the process for getting approved is a lot quicker because it's the same thing in that you fill something out online, but then you can actually just get the approval done by showing up at a clear kiosk, getting your eyes scanned and your fingerprints scanned, and then you can use it that day. So it's nice because I don't think you actually interact with the TSA person. You just show up and then it sounds like you just walk straight into the security line. So you just start putting your stuff in the bins and then you go through. And so it sounds like it's a lot quicker, but again, it's $180 a year. Obviously, if you're comparing it to global entry or TSA pre and the benefit that that gives you, it's essentially nine times as expensive because if you were to do it five years in a row, it would cost you $900 versus the $100 for global entry. I think the most interesting part about that to me is that I think it speaks to the actual value that it's giving you and the lack of value that TSA Pre is giving you because if they can actually get people to pay nine times the cost of TSA Pre, it's probably a lot faster. TSA claims on their website that 93% of people that are processed through TSA Pre checkpoints are waiting five minutes or less. That definitely has not been my recent experience. We're going through DFW every time we leave to go on a trip, and so maybe that's just a really bad airport for the efficiency of TSA Pre, but I definitely wait longer than five minutes a lot of the time, and so for me, I think the clear would be a lot quicker. I just find it hard to believe that 93% of people spend five minutes or less. Okay, here's my question about clear though. Is that something that's an immigration thing as well? Or is that just getting through domestic security lines? It's just security lines. Okay, so that's really a comparison between TSA pre and clear. It's not a substitute for global entry. Even though it seems like we do wait a lot longer for TSA pre, if you're someone who travels a lot or if you're someone who doesn't always take direct flights and you have to make connections, it's probably worth having regardless because then you can pick and choose and just eyeball, okay, which line is shorter? And if it so happens to be TSA pre, then great, you can get in it. Otherwise, you can always get into the regular line. Nobody's going to keep you out of that. So if you have an hour and a half to make a layover, which we've done before where the security has been really tight and we had to get from one end of the airport to another through multiple terminals, it can save your life if you actually can get through rather than having to beg people, I'm sorry, my plane's about to take off. Can I please cut in front of you a million times? Yeah, and, and there, there's some airports, even domestically in the U.S., where when you're actually going to get on another flight, somehow it actually navigates you out of the security to where you then have to go back into security. I remember when I was coming to visit you in New Hampshire, mm -hmm. and I was coming through Boston Logan Airport, and I had, I had a very short window. I think I had 40 minutes, and I was hopping on that little Cape Air flight up to Lebanon, New Hampshire. Don't ever do that. <laughs> when I got off of my flight, it navigated me out because I think there was some construction going on, and it was kind of weird. And so they navigated you out, and then I had to go back through the security line, mm. and I didn't have TSA pre. And 
I barely made the flight. And so you never really know, especially when you're taking connecting flights, what's going to happen when you land for that connecting flight. Even if you've been to the airport before, construction can happen, all kinds of stuff can happen that ends up, you know, weaving you out and then making you have to go back through security. So I agree that it's nice to have in your back pocket, but who could possibly be getting $180 a year of value out of clear? And I think the answer is pretty obvious, which is regular business travelers. And they're probably not even paying for it. Their employer is probably paying for it. If you think about the time savings you would have to have to really justify that cost, for a lot of people, it would be almost impossible to justify because TSA pre, I guess, is, I don't know, 15 bucks a year around that versus $180 a year. So it's a massive difference. You're basically having to evaluate what is worth $165 to you. I don't know. I'd have to probably be saving 10 to 20 minutes, 15 to 20 times a year in order for that to make sense to me. I think it's interesting too that you said that there's no interview process in that. Yeah. That's nice because that's what we're dealing with right now. I had a name change. So my maiden name is no longer my married name. And I have this known travel ID number. As I'm going to renew my global entry because it expired, it does not recognize it because it says enter your most recent passport information. It even has a place for me to put in any previous names I may have had. So my maiden name, my last name, and my known traveler ID number is still attached to my maiden name. It doesn't match. And it is a pain. So having anything that's automated where you don't have to go through that whole thing, like we're going to have to take a day and go up to the airport and say, yep, here's what happened. Here's the license. Yeah. And I would, I would say that probably the two of us have had some of the worst experiences with Global Entry because I also had a name change and I also forgot my known traveler number at one point and both of those scenarios took me a ton of time to correct because the first one when I forgot my known traveler number there was no way for me to just find it online I had to actually log into my account and then look up the number and for me to log into my account I had to reset the password and I think I did something wrong with that to where then I locked my account and so I had to call this one number that had a two hour wait and I think I called it once and waited for an hour and then they actually closed and then it just said on the phone, we are now closed, have to, you have to call back tomorrow. And then I did that and I was on the phone for two hours and then I finally got through and they helped me reset the password and then I got my known traveler number. But then about a year later, I had a name change and I had to go back into the DFW airport and I had to sit down with somebody and say, hey, this is my paperwork, my name's changed, can you change it in my profile? And they did all of that, but the point is, I've probably spent five or six hours total, if not longer, just maintaining my one five-year period of TSA pre, right. which is kind of hilarious because the time savings that I'm getting on airport travel doesn't come anywhere close to that. Okay, here's my other question. Even after all of that, didn't you still have a problem getting the physical card? I, I have the physical card, but I don't have a physical card with my new name. Mm -hmm. And the only way to get a new physical card without actually having gone through the renewal process, which I haven't mm -hmm. reached yet, so I'm still in that five-year window of my okay. original membership, is you have to pay for it. And you have to say that you lost it or something. It. And like, there's no option to say the information is incorrect. Right. And they told me when I sat down, they're like, oh yeah, the name is reflected on your account, but I actually don't have a card or anything. But that's that said, you don't need the card for anything. You only, well, that's what I was about to say. You do need the card if you're going to be using it to get through other countries' immigration. So for instance, I think London, I think there may be Paris, there's a couple of other airports around the world where they have a comparable program that's not called Global Entry, but it's like a sister program with them. 
So if you have that card, there's also an expedited line that you can get through. We've actually used ours in London before. And it, it does, especially in those big airports, save a ton of time, but you have to have that card because they don't have global entry kiosks, so they can't read it the same way. If you're just coming in to the United States, every time you use it, it's no big deal. They have the kiosk, but you're so right. That's the biggest irony of it is if it takes that long to do and it actually doesn't save you that much time, that's a problem. Now, the time that it probably does save you the most, which is the time, I think you're about to say this, that we're probably going to use it most this year is if you're traveling during spring break or the holidays. I think it probably pays for itself. Yeah, we're going to be coming into LAX on Christmas Eve, which that is known for being an airport that is a total nightmare during the holidays. And so we're going to definitely make sure that she gets her global entry renewed no matter how much time it takes because it might end up saving us 45 minutes of frustration when you're trying to get through and get onto another flight. You don't want to be waiting in your own immigration system for over an hour. Exactly. Yeah, so essentially if you travel a lot, TSA pre and global entry are definitely something you should be signed up for unless you have some kind of crazy name change thing. I don't think that the process is typically as time consuming as the experiences that we've had with it. Clear a whole other ball game. It's extremely expensive. You have to be a really, I think, very frequent traveler in order to get the monetary value out of that. But that's really all we have for you today. If you like this podcast and you like hearing more about these types of travel topics, we're always open to hearing what you guys want to hear about. Also subscribe to Daily Travel Steals on YouTube if you want to get the trips and travel itineraries that I find every Monday through Thursday. And until next Friday, we'll see you guys later.